if each country was given power or an opportunity it was allowed to cater for the needs of their poor what happened let us look at what happened during Jesus's time and the apostolic era when people when people gathered together they collected all material things and brought them together there was no the bible says there was no poor amongst them nobody lacked anything because they shared what they had who is sharing what they have now you see organized religion maybe in, in the sda not so much but if you see these pentecostals yeah a pastor starts today the next day he's a millionaire and is buying planes and houses and everything and they start even boasting but what i'm trying to say is if we're all heading to heaven if we all want to know the truth the love of money is becoming a barrier Thank you for tuning in to IPU Podcast, a show about business owners, philanthropists, and influencers from the African diaspora. I'm your host, Jay Tessie. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, IPU listeners. I hope you've been doing great. Hope you're having a great week. So today's show is a little different from what we usually talk about, and I'm really, really, really excited because this is something I've been struggling with. So this show is more for me than anybody else, but I feel like if I'm struggling with something like this, I'm sure there's hundreds of you who are also going through the same thing. So I figured I would bring on this amazing human being who is so well educated in this topic, um, just to, you know, share his knowledge with us. And this is regarding organized religion and what it means to be religious versus spiritual or that we're going to dig we're going to dive into this way deeper. I have so many questions and I really really hope that um it, it helps you. I know politics and religion those are topics you're supposed to stay away from, but I feel like it's just nice to switch gears every once in a while and talk about things that people deal with on a regular basis. So without further ado, we do have Paul Mwalimu on the show, he is a teacher, a community organizer. He's also the CEO of Think Ahead Plus. Welcome to the show, Mr. Mwalimu. Oh, thank you, Yuri. How's it going over there? He's, by the way, he's all the way in the UK. So this is, you know, he's making a lot of time. There's a huge time difference and I'm making him stay up just so we can have this discussion. So I really appreciate you taking the time out to be on this show. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. Oh, it, it, the pleasure is all mine. So before, uh, before we get into, you know, the topic of today, <laughs> which I know you're very excited to talk about as well. Can you just tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and then we will get into the the details and the questions that I'm eager to ask you. Yeah, my name is Paul Marimu. I'm, 
Uh, four people call me and uh, may a husband, a father, I am a teacher, community organizer, but I also love God. And I, I took keen interest in finding out what God wants me to do. I picked uh, interest in uh, godly matters when I was young, and I actually uh, moved from this region to another. I was born into a Catholic family, but uh, I found out that what they were doing was not in line with what the Bible was saying. So I moved away and became a Protestant of the Anglican uh, uh, denomination. And I was there for some time until I found out that uh, there were some things that were missing, again, basing on the Bible. So I moved away from that and became a Seventh Adventist. I actually stayed there for some time, of over 15 years. And uh, I was actually going to be a pastor. But I found out that something was missing. I, I, I was on a move searching for the truth, and I'm still on the move. Every truth that I find in the Bible, I hold on to it. And I've come to find that, uh, you know, people are chained in a religious uh, formation, organized religion. And uh, even when they find something that is uh, not right, they cannot move away because what will people think about that of them by moving away? So, uh, but I refuse and I don't sub subscribe to that view because no religious denomination will lead anyone to heaven it is only the truth as it is written in the bible so i am on the move searching for the truth and any truth that i i find i hold on to it mm -hmm. that's a little bit that i can talk about um, as it is it has been a journey it sounds a little bit funny but I have been through those religions, as, as I've told you. Huh. So you mentioned you started as a Catholic, moved on to being an Anglican and then Seventh-day Adventist. And every single time you changed religions, you said you were searching for something or you, once you were in that religion, something was missing. Can you kind of explain yeah. what that something was that you felt was missing for you? When I read the Bible, uh, in um, Matthew 7, the whole chapter will explain what Christians should be doing. Actually, uh, uh, verse 21 says, Not everyone who calls me Lord, Lord, will go to the kingdom of heaven. Only those who do what my Father Mm -hmm. in heaven requires them to do so my quest and my search was what is it that our father in heaven wants us to do mm -hmm. it is only that because it is a bit scary when you read on that verse it says, it says that many will be coming 
to me on that day. I said, Lord, Lord, we preached in your name. We performed miracles in your name. We healed the sick. We did all this. And what will Jesus say? I never knew you. That's a bit scary. And, and all these people who perform miracles and do good things and, you know, preach and move mountains, mm -hmm. it is going to be hard for them to be told like that. And say, they, he never knew them. So how can God know you? And I was searching for true religion. And when you read in the verse, in the Bible again, it says that true religion is that that cares for the orphans and the widows, the one that visits the sick, that gives food to the hungry, clothes the naked. Really, it is actions more than words. So that what made me search, and everything, every time I find something that's not right in any. Uh, congregation that I'm in, mm -hmm. I question. I question why is this being done yet is written differently in the Bible? Why can't we follow the Bible to the details? I said, no, 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 because this was done uh, to, to, to make things in the, in the... This is our way of doing it. Say They, they give excuses or things that are not add up in my view and actually in the bible view because the bible view says plainly this is what should be done and if it is not done according to what is written then as a person i decided that is not going to be for me so when jesus was being tested after fasting for 40 days he used the scripture. Mm -hmm. It is written. It is written. It is that is written that I am following. So that's where I stand. So that's interesting. Um, do you, from your uh, from the your quest of searching for all you know the truth, whatever that truth yeah. might be. Yeah. Have you? I know you've been doing a lot of research, and you're in the middle of writing your book about this. Um, have you found that there's one religion that's the closest to following the Bible word for word? The Adventists are closer to being uh, that very church, but they have mixed truth with uh, error. Actually, something that uh, shouldn't come in. Mm -hmm. uh, because the Bible alone is enough to show us the light, to show us the way to God. But uh, they introduced uh, another book. Actually, this is, is found in the fundamental beliefs. The SDA has fundamental beliefs, mm -hmm. and those fundamental beliefs do govern the structure, the operations, and the the, the, the business actually of the the business of the church. And uh, they bring in a book parallel to the Bible, 
called the, you know the, the the fundamental beliefs and what it is that fundamental belief would not be a problem but talks about a, a, a lady who came after Jesus Christ called Ellen White mm-hmm. and G. Ellen White has become some sort of a demigod what she says it's like a dogma or something that cannot be challenged and I find it awkward because uh, again the Bible in Revelation says that um, whoever adds to this biblical truth, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the, 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 the plagues or punishments that are going to be added are commensurate to what will be added. And whoever takes away will also be taken away from the share of that uh, 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 of the fold that's going to be going to heaven. So I find it a bit hard to add to the Bible in in, in a religion that adds to the Bible. So the Bible alone has the truth that we need to guide us to heaven, and the Bible explains itself. And when Jesus was was leaving the earth, going to heaven, Mm -hmm. he said he won't leave us alone as orphans, but he's going to send the Holy Spirit to explain the Bible. You well know that when Jesus came here and lived with man, he, he had brought a message, a specific message from God of what God wants us to do. And he said, w- when he was leaving, he said, I am not going to leave you as often as I will send you the spirit, the spirit of truth, who will remind you whatever I taught you, but will also reveal things that I never said to you. So, it is not the, the book that's re- written to s- supplement or to explain the Bible, because that could have personal views. So those personal views cannot be attributed to God. You know? Mm-hmm. That's why I find it, uh, because everyone, like yourself, Judy, or myself here, or anyone else, could have personal views. If I write them today and I become influential, should they be, uh, you know, parallel with the Bible so that they are taken together. You cannot uh, speak about the Bible without speaking about what Paul wrote about. No, I find it okay because the Bible is a complete book that shouldn't be added on or nothing should be taken away from it. So that, that's one of the things that I questioned. When I questioned, they said, no, no, no. If you question the spirit of prophecy or that, then you are diverting from the truth. And every time, it's not that I'm running away or going from this religion to another without first finding out the the, the thing. I engage with the leaders. I ask them questions, uh, basing uh, on the Bible, uh, scriptures. And if they fail to answer or if they say it's because the church wanted to do it this way, then 
I find it wanting because initially this is what the Catholic Church did when they changed the Sabbath mm -hmm. to Sunday. They said the Catholic Church has power to do all this. Now, does it apply to all these other religions that change what is written? I think yes. So I would want to you know, somebody who will explain to me, to find somebody in the SD church who is going to explain to me why G uh, Ellen White is so treasured so much, uh, put, uh, you know, at a level that's closer to that of Jesus. Does that make it a cult? I'm, I'm asking myself these questions, and I've asked uh, fellow believers. Mm -hmm. Jesus alone said it's finished. He created that link that was missing before. We don't have to go through any church leaders. We don't have to go through any uh, priests. We don't have to go through any anyone else to get heaven because he created that channel. And the, the word of God again says, you will search me and find me if you search me with all your heart so it is not that there's somebody who is uh, uh, the expert in the word of god anyone can be an expert guided by the spirit being guided by the spirit you can be an expert it is that spirit that is go who is going to teach you, who is going to guide you, and then you will know the truth. But today, what we find in many of these churches, somebody goes to a college or university, attends a degree, masters in that, mm -hmm. and becomes the authority, becomes the authority. Maybe they went there for, to, to have that uh, profession, because they pays them. But if somebody is searching for truth with no financial benefits attached to it, then you know you're searching the truth for the sake of finding the truth. That's where I stand. Do you Sorry. feel like you were being supported? Uh from your fellow church members when you were going through the stages of you know when you felt like you were searching for the truth and you had all these questions did, did you feel like your pastor or your church leaders were open to answering those questions or even supportive in the fact it, it, that it, it, you were looking for that truth i think if everybody is looking for the truth but the truth uh, to each person becomes relative Mm -hmm. Somebody may want 10% of the truth. Another another person may want 20. Another one want 100. So I, I want to get the whole truth. I don't want half truth. I don't want 50%. But see, do, you feel like, do you feel like that? I mean, I do you feel like people really go out there and saying, I just want 20% of the truth? Or do you feel like they get that 20% and feel like it's 100% even though it's not? 
I, I was coming to answer your question because you asked me whether I was being supported. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But in my in my in my quest for searching the truth, I wanted a hundred percent. So I wanted somebody to support me that way that I get a hundred percent of the truth. But if they don't have answers and they are doing something that is contrary to what I think is right or what I've read in the Bible, mm-hmm. then uh, but they are telling me to shut up or to to follow what people have organized. Example, a, a church, a local church, a local church somewhere, maybe in an African village or anywhere in Eastern Europe. Mm-hmm. I'm now giving the SDA church. Yeah? Mm-hmm. If they saw something that they wanted to change, do you know they have to seek permission from the the hierarchy? Mm-hmm. A local church, a district church, a union, and then conference, and then the general conference. You see that? Mm-hmm. That hierarchy? That, is it the same as Roman the Roman Catholic Church hierarchy? Yes. Is it uh, the, the differences that they call the president when they say president, yeah, mm-hmm. and the others call them bishops and uh, cardinals and all that, all that. Mm-hmm. archbishops and cardinals? But these are presidents. Even that hierarchy, that, that hierarchy goes along with a, 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 a level of respect as well. So a, a, a local church pastor. Um, has no power that equivalent to a district uh, pastor or somebody at the union level president union president or you know field like that all the all, the, all, all those levels have different powers mm-hmm is it the same as what is in politics? Yes. If you lo- have a local leader, and then maybe somebody district leader, and then the system has been designed the, sa- the same way. Mm-hmm. The world system has been designed. Is this what Jesus intended? When you look at the apostolic church, is this the way it was? You know, I read in the Bible, when Jesus left, he commissioned all his disciples and those who would come after to go into the world and preach the word of God, baptize the people, say the good news because this is called good news. But you know today, people in these churches Mm -hmm. have to be approved by the leaders of those denominations. Even to speak on a pulpit, do you know they have to be approved? Do you, do you know they have, to be, they have to be given permission or they can be denied? Yep, 100%. What happened when Jesus, one time when the disciples came to Jesus and they told him, Master, we found people who are talking about 
were, were preaching in your name and were talking, we wanted to arrest them, we wanted to stop them. What did he say? I said, what were they saying? They were talking about you. Were they talking about bad things or good things? Those who are for us are not against us. Leave them speak. So if Jesus Christ allowed people to speak about his about the message, the message about the kingdom, who are these leaders who stop people from preaching the word of God? I was surprised one time you come as a, a Christian or as a member and you say, uh, I'm a member, I was baptized of this. So, no, no, we need, a, we need a letter. We need a letter from your church. Where's your membership? I read in my Bible. Our membership is in heaven. Our membership is not here on earth. And what does the Bible say? You will know them by their, their fruits. Mm -hmm. Their acts. If you've been attending a church for five months or six months, you're attending, you're doing all the things that you're supposed to do, and still you can't share the message because somebody is holding your mouth. They cannot allow you. They can't allow you to, to fulfill the commission that you are given by Jesus Christ. I don't get it. So, is there anyone who is a, has a 100% preserve or, you know, to God's message that they deny others the right to say it? I find it funny and I find it confusing for men and women claiming to be working for God. They should know everyone has the right to take this good news to the end of the world. But what they say today, collect all the money. People who have been taught are taking the message. It has been left to people who get paid to do that. Others should follow like blind sheep. I deny that. I don't like it. The commission was given to them as much as it was given to you as much as was given to me, to anyone who has the zeal and the love to take that message, unless you don't want to. It is because, in that case, becomes your choice. But it is, if it is not been your choice, but somebody is dying you to do that, I think that is a wrong organized religion to control and dominate. I think you make a great point. I mean, the fact that the church or the organized religions are ran exactly like how our government is ran. Yet, you know, people, we have so little faith when it comes to the government, right? We always question, even when uh, political leaders promise all these things, you take it with a grain of salt because you know how politics works and a lot of times they're not telling the truth, right? Yet we have so much faith in yeah. these churches where do you think is it you know the whole trust thing and have faith in these people are working for god even though we know that they're really running it as a business because the only reason why they care about that example you gave about um 
where's your membership they want your membership because that means you're going to be giving your tithe and you know that's money coming in so they're looking at you as you know as a number ultimately it's about the money that you're bringing in the members that you're bringing in because it's almost like pastors work on commission now you know they're trying to baptize as many people as they can to show that they're doing their job you know i I look at pastors honestly it's a horrible thing to say because my dad is a pastor and this man loves what he does it's a passion of his but there are so many pastors out there that they're they're like salespeople, you know they're trying to sell you something and in hopes that you will buy it and they get paid Mm-hmm. Uh, you, uh, Judy, you are very, very right. You know, I got involved in so many projects. I worked for ADRA mm-hmm. for close to four years. And the ADRA arm of the church is doing great work. But in most, uh, most of the time, they conflict a little bit with the church because the church is stingy with the money mm-hmm. to do that. And ADRA ended up getting money from governments. And and then the governments would sneak in their politics into ADRA as well because whoever pays the piper, whoever, you know, plays the tune, I think that's is that what they say? Whoever is paying you controls you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 what I was going to say, uh, if you look at the SDA Church, they have hospitals all over the world, mm-hmm. but those hospitals are the most expensive ones. Is that preaching the word of God? When you look, they have schools and colleges, universities, and all that. They are the most expensive ones compared to secular universities. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Is that the way of preaching the good news? Is that business? These are questions anyone can give answers. So, I give you an example one time. There's a lady who was um, having problems. She was about to have a miscarriage as a result of not having good treatment. I rushed her to one of the hospitals. I was still working for her then. Mm-hmm. I didn't know much about the lady, but I took her there and then said, you know what, uh, take care of her. I'll come back and have a look, see what I can do. Uh, but uh, next day when I came back, I asked the director, do you have any sort of charity or any uh, fund that could cater for people who do not have relatives or who are poor and not have uh, financial support, financial means to pay for themselves? Mm-hmm. There was nothing. And then I said, this is not right. Because this is a, a, a religious uh, clinic that is supposed to be, apart from treating people, should be preaching pe- the good news. 
if it is it belongs to the Adventist church actually it goes back to how was that church be how was that hospital built where did they get the money from the people right why can't they treat the people at least for those who do not who cannot afford so for me i see this religious denomination as business-minded they love money more than i think they are the closest to the catholic to having money catholic love money they are discreet and whatever but the the the, 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 the um, adventists will do that and they claim oh we are taking the good news good news you're preaching the people when you look at what jesus did he met people's physical needs he also met their spiritual needs actually he met their physical needs in most cases he met their physical needs before he met their spiritual needs let us take an example of the uh, man who was brought to him through the leaf uh, the roof of the house mm-hmm. yeah and he told him stand up pick your mat and go how much did he charge him <laughs> Nothing. Did he charge him anything? No. What about the lady who was bleeding for all these years, but she came to him and touched his cloak? Did he charge him anything? No. What about the 5,000 people that he fed after listening to the message that he, you know he was preaching them all day and he saw that they were hungry? He should have charged them at least some money for some people he claim, but he didn't. Why is it that I am searching and trying to find if there's any church that is not money-minded, that has not put money before the gospel? And I can't find any. They can come back and argue with you and say, well, without money, we can't keep doing the job that we're doing, right? Obviously, pastors are not going to work for free because they have families to feed. Um, they're organizing, whatever mm-hmm. they're doing needs money to keep going, right? They'll come back and mm-hmm. argue with you, and that's the point they're going to make. Mm-hmm. But, 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 but do, do you know that uh, it's organized in such a way that uh, it comes from all over the world mm-hmm. and it's centralized somewhere in the US. Yes? Correct. In the General Conference. Mm-hmm. And then a portion is taken out of it to go and cater for an area somewhere. It's, it may not even be 10% of what was collected. Mm-hmm. If each country was given power or an opportunity, it was allowed to cater for the needs of their poor, what happened, let us look at what happened during Jesus' time and the apostolic era. When When people gathered together, they collected all material things and brought them together. There was no, the Bible says, there was no poor amongst them. Nobody lacked anything because they shared 
what they had. Who is sharing what they have now? You see, organized religion, maybe in, in the SDA, not so much. But if you see these Pentecostals, yeah? Mm -hmm. A pastor starts today, the next day, he's a millionaire. And he's buying planes and houses and everything. And they start even boasting. But what I'm trying to say is, if we're all heading to heaven, mm -hmm. if we all want to know the truth, the love of money is becoming a barrier to many people. What they should do, bring it together, solve people's problems, and then you can preach to them. That's what Jesus did. He fed them, and people would listen to him. He forgave their sicknesses and diseases, healed their diseases, and people listened to him. There's always been a woman who was going to be stoned, you know, mm -hmm. and Jesus had mercy, you know, on her said, look, if whoever has never committed sin should be the one to do what. You know, forgiveness of, of sin, forgiveness, or, you know, the healing of diseases, feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, all doing all these things, and looking, uh, uh, you know, after the orphans and the poor and all that. So, instead of these religions doing that, they are enriching themselves, investing and investing, and these investments will never help anyone. They help those who have money. Yeah? Mm -hmm. They help those who have money. When will they help the poor? When will they help the needy? Are they going to take to heaven to those who are well-to-do? And I don't like practices, some of the practices that are done in some of these churches. Uh, somebody well-dressed, well-to-do. Uh, well, recognition is the same. They, they recognize them as uh, the same thing that you see in governments. Somebody in high positions, yo, come sit in the front, front seats, all these things. In the house of God, all of us are the same. That's what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. So there are some practices, there are some practices that I think should actually be avoided. Then I have um, written a few things. I've not gone to the written stuff. I was just giving a general view. If you want, and one day we could discuss and I'll give you biblical facts where it's written. I uh, sort of I haven't taken that, uh, uh, you know, approach. But if you want, we could take that approach and next time so we can, uh, uh, based on it is written. And then you'll be asking questions and I'll show you. It is written here. It is written here. Right, mm -hmm. but there are certain things that, that are being practiced uh, uh, contrary to what the Word of God says, and that causes me discomfort, and I think it should be avoided. So, I mean, since we're talking about the SDA Church, because we both have, you know, that background, why do you? 
what do you think about women not being able they're not they can't be ordained currently and it's a major thing that they go back and forth about it and they're trying to vote and a lot of people are against it and surprisingly a lot of women especially in Africa are against it what do you think about that whole conversation and why why do you think those women um in third world countries are against it and why is it that it's 2019 and that's still a discussion that we are having um you know they have allowed modernity in some areas and they have held to the uh, olden beliefs beliefs mm mm-hmm. Uh, some, some areas I, regarding uh, the status of women in church if you look at the church during Jesus's time even before women were left behind which i think um was okay then but is it okay today if these religious denominations are imitating structures and the politics that is being practiced by uh, you know the political organizations or the governance structures the political governance of the world if they are imitating the political governance of the world they should imitate them wholly yeah fully so that women are not left behind I think it is actually a good thing for women to lead actually um I think um contemporary development has shown that women lead better than men and yeah. they, uh, they they have uh, a, you know a sixth sense that most men do not have if it if I offend anyone I'm sorry to say but that's what I think women have a way of uh, thinking and uh, um, that would help do things better efficiently and effectively than men yeah mm-hmm. uh, I am opposed to leaving them behind they should be brought to the fore. I, I, I oppose having anyone being superior than the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, no one was given an inferior brain. We go to universities, all of us attend degrees. We, th- there's no job today that a woman cannot do. So why would it be in church that they cannot do the things? find pilots women we find engineers we find all the things uh, you know but why can't it be the same in church i don't see a problem with that uh, with with ordaining them allowing them. It, it it comes back to the same i the same view that i was giving you before if you're a regular church member you could be stopped if any even if even a pastor who they suspect to be or who they do not love or like could be bad from preaching 
in the same thing that they are stopping a woman from preaching or from being ordained, from leading. But it is wrong, in my view. They should allow them to participate fully. Who determines? Now, it is actually surprising. Erin White is being fronted as somebody who has inspired, right? Mm -hmm. It's ironical. Why can't another lady today be the leader, for example, of, of the general conference? Or be ordained to perform the duty? Isn't it, isn't it uh, actually uh, a bit... Uh, uh, what, what is the word? It is hypocritical, but also it is um, uh, paradoxical because the thing is, uh, you tell us, Erin White, Erin G. White was the. Uh, She's basically the founder of the church, right? Yeah, yeah. he's the founder. Was given this message, special mm -hmm. message, mm -hmm. and the and the church is built on the revelation that was given to her by God, right? Mm -hmm. And then another woman comes up and says, well, but I have a calling, I want to be the, I want to, I want to minister. I feel I have this, I to do this. And they bar them from, they stop them from doing it. It, it is bad, yeah? Mm -hmm. So, those are some of the things that should change, actually. There are a few changes, there are many changes that should be made to make to streamline or to bring back the church or the journey that you started with yeah so yeah that's what i think about women women should be allowed to do anything but i mean religion itself right most most major religions in the world today were originally originated from the patriarchal society, right? I mean, even they use the Bible to to justify why they always mm -hmm. exclude women from uh, being positions of power, because you know, with the whole God is always depicted as a man, and he's the mm -hmm. main, you know, that's the main man basically. And then women were we were considered the original sinners. Right, Eve ate the fruit, and which is the result of all the evilness and and you know everything that's going on in the world today. We're paying that price because of what Eve did. So, and then you know we're taught that men are the head of the household, they're they're the church, and the women are servants. So, with all that being ingrained in our minds from such a young age. And men being, you know, given this power and they have these verses to back up why they feel the way that they feel. How can we change that mindset when they have the Bible backing up their actions? Um, that's a very good question, Judy, because um, in the past, women were confined to the household chores to cook, to raise kids, to, to, you know, to uh, give birth and raise the kids, to, you know, 
look after the family at home mm-hmm. and the man was to go out look for food look for money come and def- and uh, you know they were the breadwinners it, it is it, it is totally different today both men and women can do all those things education opened up all possibilities for all people mm-hmm. men and women men and women why move forward why move on and accept you know a woman to be at the fore in some areas and not in others if they have been leaders in political organizations say president ministers whatever you know it in the, in, the, in the political uh, uh, leadership why can't it be the same in church if that cannot be if 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 that is not allowed there is actually going to be a problem why because it may even cause some women to say why do i continue to be wrong if i um not valued. allowed to do yeah i'm valued and allowed to do what i want mm-hmm. i'm not allowed to do what i want because it's about what you want do you know it's actually calling now but also it is not entirely true that in the past women in the past women were kept behind if you look at women like ruth yes mm-hmm. you know the story about ruth i do who saved who saved the israelites who were about to be you know persecuted and killed she she became a leader she was at the forefront women have performed uh, uh, you know uh, in some areas better than men do you know the lady who was hiding the spies who came to attack jericho Mm-hmm. So you could say she was a spy or uh, she was a, a CIA or something like that. Yeah? Mhm. If she's allowed to do that, that that's in any politics but it's also written in the Bible because she was hiding men of God. Right? Mm-hmm. God people. So I um there is no basis to say in the past because men or women sit man can sit actually in the political organizations women who lead ministries or any big organizations it has research has been has found that the ministries they lead become less corrupt compared to ministries that are led by men and they outperform ministries that have that, that are being led by men i i agree with you so, 100% but i mean you have verses so like why can't, yeah you have verses like uh yeah. in timothy right first timothy uh chapter 2 verse 11 
basically stating a woman should learn in quietness and full submission. I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man. She must be quiet. Are we supposed to take the Bible literally or is, I mean, how do you explain that? You know, you yes, that's a very good question. And that's why I think we should read the Bible prayerfully. You should seek the guidance of the Spirit, of the Holy Spirit. Not to, you know, uh, try and take it to the, I mean, to read it literally and say, you're going to apply it like that. When they say quiet, mm -hmm. what do they mean? What I think during their time, that was the culture and that was the context where they were. But today, where both man and woman has been enlightened, they have read, they have understood, does gender affect their performance? Does gender affect their delivery? I don't think so. In the past, you remember. In the past, you you very well know there was less development. Women were kept uh, behind because of uh, you know the issue of uh, their reproductive health. You know, uh, standing in front maybe with no water and. Maybe something happens, they go to their MPs or whatever. So certain, you know, such things are the ones that kept a woman behind because they didn't want to be embarrassed in front of people. Mm -hmm. Just in case something happens, it turns out that they have, uh, you know, their periodicals have started when they are standing in front. That would cause an embarrassment to the whole congregation of the people. They considered unclean, but uh, you know, development has taken place. Uh, those things do not happen anymore. People are protected, and they have all the things, the, the, the materials to use, and all that. So, why, if we have solutions today for things that kept behind the woman, we have developed solutions for them. Why can't they stay at the back again? Why can't they stay? Why can't they be brought closer? Even if it is not maybe to be the, the front, but side by side. Why did God take a woman from the rib of a man? Why did not from take the, the, from the back? And you make a great point. And it, it brings us back to um, our first conversation that we had at the beginning of, of this podcast when we were saying how each religion basically picks and chooses what to to list uh what to how can I say this? They pick and choose which verses to to put at the front of, of you know their fundamental beliefs and some some chapters or some Bible verses are left out because they don't really jive with with what they're trying to preach right 
So if that's the case, and there's so many, you know, there's a lot of stuff, especially in the Old Testament, there's a lot of stuff in there that does not apply to our life today because, you know, things have changed. The world is a whole different world now. So yeah. then are you basically saying it is okay to to say this part of the Bible doesn't apply to my life today, so therefore I don't have to take it as, I mean, as the truth? Because ultimately, if we're going to follow the Bible as the main guide to our to our relationship with God, how do you then, you know, say, okay, this part doesn't really apply to our, to, to today's world. And this does, and then aren't you basically doing what this, what we're talking about with what organized religion is doing? You've been listening to IPU podcast. You can follow IPU podcast on Instagram. If you haven't yet, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate and review this podcast. Join us next week for another inspiring story. Follow your passion. It will lead you to your purpose. As always, thanks for listening. Until next time.